Spooks and Crooks. Spooks and Crooks. Christmas special. Yeah. We're back. Mm-hmm. I'm not Christmas ready. You're not Christmas ready. You're um, a bit grumpy today, aren't you? Because I am stressed. Yeah. Because I'm regretting taking uni. Are you really? Mm-hmm. I know what people say at the end of it you'll have a master's degree, but at the end of it I'll probably want to kill myself as well. <laughs> well, same for life. It doesn't mean quit life. Yeah, but... Uh, I mean, on I'll my probably grief, die at the end of this life, I mean, so... I'm, yeah, I think on my gravestone they can put, like, BSC, MSC, and I'll be like, yeah, all right. Write in your will that no. I'm in... Why? Because I already know this is going to be something stupid. Silly. I'll just put loads of letters. Loads of letters. Loads of letters. <laughs> I'll grow it. Yeah. Oh, my gravestone can be an allotment. There we go. Decided. I am good for something. I can grow vegetables. <laughs> It'll be creepy eating those vegetables. So <laughs> these grew from Emma. But you are vegetarian, aren't you? I am. Go on. We can sell them to vegetarians. And say these are vegetables, vegetables that have been grown through the body of a vegetarian. They'll be like, whoa. <laughs> this seems a bit morbid. But it is Christmas morbid, spooky, creaky. yesterday mm-hmm. <laughs> we ended up going to we didn't leave wait what time did we leave last night about 11 o'clock yeah the pub closed at 10 and you went and my dad was like i want chippy we got yeah. chippy he got into bed was like do you want your chips he was like no and i got up this morning and was like do you remember what happened last night he was like no i was like you didn't eat your chips he was like we went to the chippy <laughs> <laughs> yeah he wasn't big gun wasn't <laughs> would you just explain um it was your dad's birthday yesterday wasn't it was yeah, wasn't it? yeah. 60th yeah, we had fun. Yeah. said to your dad, oh, I'd get with you, Dave, but I'm not into married men. <laughs> and I said to your dad, did she just say she's not going to get with you because you're married? And he went, yeah. And I went, I wish I was married. <laughs> 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 oh, we probably shouldn't have mentioned it. Oh. I probably said a name there, so I'll bleep that out. Yeah. Or replace it with something else. Andrea. But yeah. Or like a Christmas name. She's not going to listen to our show. No. She's too busy not being with married men. Yeah, and I think you need to do, like, when you log on to iTunes on their phone, you need a breathalyzer. Yeah. <laughs> so, or just to use the phone in general. Yeah. Oh, my God, imagine it. <laughs> you can get those for cars. Yeah, you can, yeah. So you breathe into it. But then I was reading on Reddit the other day, this kid was talking about how when he was 13, his mum used to make him blow into the breathalyzer to start the car because she was drunk. <laughs> That's brilliant. So I think we should do that like every time. Ah, say the name again. Every time. Every time the person we're talking about wants a drink, yeah. she has to like take a breathalyzer test. She wouldn't get anywhere. I don't think she'd even get to work. She goes to work drunk. <laughs> That's scary. Do you remember that time when just seeing her outside the pub and she was like falling all over the place mm. and then she drove past us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's great. And she, she has a very, very, very nice car. Merry Christmas. <laughs> what? Okay, she did then not say that right. Oh no. I'm a big kitty. <laughs> I'm excited. Spooks and Crooks is back. Yeah. Stressed Christmas, but Merry Christmas I'm and uh, stressed Christmas. It's already here. It always gets very uh, 
kooky around Christmas. It does. It, uh, well, it has a feel to the air, doesn't it? A feel to the air? I'll be honest, I'm really tired. <laughs> I'm very tired, but... But it's Christmas. To, right, okay. What's the news? I've got two pieces of spooky news. Ooh, okay. One of them is from an article I, I sold about last Christmas, I think it was. Yeah. About Santas who were not good doers. Ooh. Oh, I'm not going to be able to speak English in this show, am I? No. Santas who were not good, good doers. doers. Charles Smith, a professional Santa, was pulled over for a, a routine traffic stop in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And during the exchange, the officer found a crack pipe in his car and arrested him. He arrested Santa on Christmas. That's like a Christmas non-miracle. Who would arrest Santa, though? The police. Yeah, but you'd let him go if he was Santa Claus. Have you never seen Miracle on 34th Street? Yes, I have. He could have been the real one. No. Why would he be driving a car in New Jersey? I like how you're not asking why would he have a crack pipe. (laughs) Well, what Santa does is his own business. (laughs) That's fine, but why would he be driving a car in New New Jersey? Jersey. New Jersey. Santa could be on crack. He could be. And he just goes around telling people how he delivers presents with a reindeer, but he just drives to every house. Yeah, Why do we get presents? Flying reindeers. Well, who delivers the presents then? He does, but he just drives around. And delivers presents? Yeah. Okay. And then the crack gets to him, and he thinks that he's flying on reindeers, and one of them's got a bright red nose. But what's he actually driving? A car in New Jersey? Yeah, Ford Prius. <laughs> Maybe it'd be... Like a good idea to like instead of like leaving milk and cookies, we just leave some crack. crack. And then we'll all get arrested on Christmas Day. <laughs> Police doing raids house to house. Yeah. Everyone in this neighborhood has crack. <laughs> it's for Santa. Crack pipes roasting on an open fire. <laughs> we'll release an album one day. Yeah, well we did at the end of the did, yeah. Halloween live show. Yeah. That's it was a really nice ending that, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm. I, I kind of got chills from it. It was yeah, it was um very different. Very different. Very, it was, it was. But the the Halloween live show was brilliant. It was, it was fun. I mean, rude. People are absolute. <laughs> <laughs> but Barry saved the day. Barry did save the day. We had to cut that out, didn't we? Yeah, we, we did. Um, we both come across as a little rude in that show. Yeah, we bit. do. But no, they deserve that. We cut out so much mm. of this woman kicking off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At one point, we just go, right, we can talk over you. <laughs> And it seemed, the way I edited it made them all sound really nice. Yeah, no, she wasn't nice. Yeah, but trust us. Please. And then Barry had to save the day. And he did, very well. He did. And uh, hero, hero Barry. Yeah, there's some more spooky and crooky news. Okay. Christmas themed. <laughs> a woman was convicted of the murder of her son. Mm. The police put it down to antifreeze poisoning. She went to prison and had a second child there. I mean, I don't know how that happened. Wait, was she pregnant with? Oh, Presumably, what? I don't think it was a miracle conception. No, it immac- was Jesus. Immaculate, immaculate. Mis- misconception. Misconception. Yeah. And the child was diagnosed with methylammonic acidemia. Oh. Mas- macadamia nut. Right. Something like that. What does that mean? It's a medical condition that can mimic antifreeze poisoning. It's where a child had died from years ago. Mm hmm. So it turns out it was just a natural thing. So she was released from prison and proven not guilty of murder. Because he was born with it. Was that at Christmas? No. Then what does that have to do with Christmas? Antifreeze. Oh, uh... That's what you clean. So, hang on a minute. What? Yeah. So, the first kid died of it? Yeah. And this one was, like, born with the condition that mimics... Mm-hmm. That's actually quite cool. Like, like cool. Not for the kid. 
but it like it mimics what it's not a superpower would do. I know it's not a superpower. It's but... like Ditto from Pokemon, but all he can mimic is antifreeze poison. <laughs> it's just weird, isn't it? It's a bit, yeah. So that's the end of our Christmas theme news. Happy with all that? Yeah. Brilliant. I am going to research that. Okay. I'll send it to you. Also, Methylamonic. We've spoke about meth and crack. It's great, a great Christmas. And Christmas. Yeah, but most people do commit suicide at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Emma! It's true. Yeah, but what made you think that would be happy and Christmas themed? <laughs> because you're talking about crack and meth. So you thought... Well, people overdose on crack and meth. Hey, kids, I hope you're having a nice time by the fire with your parents. Um, Leave some milk and cookies out for Santa. No, leave some crack out for leave Santa. Leave some crack out for Santa. And remember, the suicide rate is <laughs> highest around the Christmas season. Well, that's why you have to have, like, the suicide like helplines. You have stuff. to have that all year I know, long. but at Christmas, it's, like, major. It's promoted to, like, the military. <sighs> I love when we leave it on your side. <laughs> We're going to go through some cases that occurred at Christmas. Yes, but not um, Scrooge. Yes, and we're avoiding John Bonnet Ramsey as well. Mm. Oh, yeah, we are. Because we're going to do that in series two. Yes. Um, stay till the end for news on that. We'll mm. discuss that. Oh, yeah. And we've got a special guest for their episode, haven't we? I think we should have a special guest each each um, season. Season, okay. That's another way of saying, Paul, get lost. <laughs> Wait, what day is it? For our Saturday. Oh, he invited me round yesterday, didn't he? And I forgot. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. Thanks for the invite, mate. Um, between each case, we'll be taking a bit of a break, a bit of a Christmassy break. Mm-hmm. The plan was for us to pull some crackers, but I forgot to buy the crackers. We'll so buy crack next time. We'll, yeah, and we'll buy some meth. We'll <laughs> buy a crack pipe from Santa. Imagine Santa being your drug dealer. Meet me on the corner. I'll, you'll know yeah, we'll... which one I am. That would be, no, because that would attract police attention. Yeah, and he'd make a um, better pimp, wouldn't he? He's always talking about those ho ho hoes. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> right, the first case. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. I was going to start with this song about the Lawson family, where it goes like, Oh, Charles killed his daughter <laughs> after he uh, knocked her up. Should have put it on. We could put it on. Yeah. What's it called? Charles gun. knocked his daughter up, then he knocked her down. <laughs> <laughs> I like our version better. <laughs> yeah. you should write it. We should write a song for each one. Yeah. But like hire a professional recording studio for them. If they listen in, they're like, they'll be like, should we call the police the Lawson family song? We should put that um, in. By Doc Watson, the Lawson family. And if they heard us in a professional studio, they'll go, that bloke can't sing at all. In fact, I think he's taking the mickey here. <laughs> I don't think he's taking this seriously at all. Have you got it? Is it that one? Yeah. Was on one Christmas evening, Beautiful Christmas the on the Near his home in North Carolina In this murder he was found His name was Charlie Long Charlie Larson. Vehicle. Vehicle. 
Any favorite Christmas song? But it is so hard to die. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure. I was just enjoying the song. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't even know if we'll use that. <laughs> I don't know. I was enjoying the song. It's quite it was catchy. Nice, wasn't it? <laughs> My new favourite Christmas song. <laughs> Up there with Rolf Harris. Two little boys. <laughs> with two little toys. I like... Probably shouldn't admit that, should I? I like Rolf Harris. I like Rolf Harris. He used to teach me all about animals. <laughs> um, Jake the peg, peg, peg. With an extra leg, leg, leg. And Fred the Weatherman. And Fred. I've told you that story before, haven't I? About Fred the Weatherman. Actually, the one where he says about the diary. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell it because I, I don't think I've told it on the podcast There's before. The, you know, faking it tears of a crime yeah. with the forensic psychologist, mm-hmm. the body language expert and the listening, whatever. Yeah. Like, the, the uh, watches interviews and he's, like, looking at the person and he's like, no comment. <laughs> Um, I watched one of those episodes when we first started hanging out, didn't I? Did On um, Shannon Matthews. Yes. Sharon Matthews, whatever her name was. Mm. Right. It'd be easy to be a body language expert. I af- know it after is. After you know the person is guilty. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't like... I think that one's poo. Like, if, if you committed a crime mm. and I knew you did it, I could sit there and go, oh, she's smiling now. <laughs> she knows, oh, look where her hands are. <laughs> she knows she did it. Like, you just... Yeah. You point at them and go, I know they're guilty. Yeah, you know they're guilty because we're told they're guilty. They were convicted. <laughs> like, <laughs> So here's a video of them. So yeah, I could do that. Oh, um, I should tell the Fred the Weatherman yeah, story Fred, before tell we get Fred to Lawson. The weatherman. So they have Fred's diary and he was convicted, wasn't he, of messing with little boys. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a. that's not how they charged no, them. No. We convict you of messing with little boys, that's Fred. That's not how it went down in court. <laughs> do you reckon... When the judge convicted them, he went, 12 charges of sexual assault of minors. Now to Fred with the weather. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I would have done it. And then Fred's just crying yeah. and then starts his weather. Rain, apparently. <laughs> Can't be wet. Well, oh. I remember when he fell in the, the water. I, I don't think he did fall in by accident. I think he was destroying evidence. He was the evidence. <laughs> he was destroy- destroying himself. <laughs> yeah. I didn't drown. So anyway, they've got his diary, and he's clearly been advised by his lawyer to deny there it is. So mm-hmm. he says no comment. Yeah. And the detective is going, there's stars by certain dates that corresponds with the time periods that these boys have reported you were inappropriate with them. Could you tell us what these stars are about? He said no comment. And he said, well, what I think is, you start your diary every time you assaulted a boy. And he said no comment. And he said, okay, well, let me read you this from this day. And it, I don't know where it said. So let's say, I woke up today and ate some bacon. And and then Fred leaned over the table and looked at the diary and went, oh, my handwriting is atrocious. <laughs> and then he's like... So you, this is your diary. <laughs> and he just froze and went, no, no comment. <laughs> stupid Fred. He deserved to be convicted. Yeah, he was stupid. Yeah. Now no. we're past that. Mm-hmm. Lawson family. His name was Charlie Larson. Vehicle. It's 1929. Yes. Just before Christmas. 
And not a murderer was staring, not even a mouse. <laughs> not even Ted Bundy. Not even Ted Bundy. Well, that's a lie. Um, my saw murderers only. Yeah. Black Lake. No, oh, it was the rats. rats. Is it racist to say same thing? Why would it be racist? Because uh, mice and rats could be very sensitive about it. Well, let's do an experiment. Social experiment. Did Did you know that um, mice are... Mice like jazz music when they're drunk, when they're given alcohol, but not when they don't have alcohol. That's me. <laughs> well, my favourite comments on that fact is, what do we do with this information? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing, right. That, right, okay, I'm going off on a tangent, but... They used to Yeah, tangerine. They used to do experiments where they put rats in, like, cylinders with water just mm-hmm. to see how long they'd swim for, like, and they'd drown. And we'd be like, well, what the hell can we do with that information? See how it's old? useless and it's cruelty. Well, he did it with Fred the Weatherman as well. Yeah, but he deserved it. Rats don't. What have they done? Fair enough. Sorry. It's fine. It, but this isn't Peter podcast. <laughs> just a podcast about a man named Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I've just wrote here. Um, Emma will say that was rats. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote these notes a while ago, didn't I? Yeah. I didn't read that. Well, I am the same person. You are the I? same. I hope so. Yeah. So, Charlie Lawson and his wife. What was his wife's name? Fanny. Yep. It's uh, Fanny Schmeller. Yeah. <laughs> Lawson. <laughs> yeah, it was Fanny Lawson. We're in brackets. Emma will laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that I child. know you so well. This is interesting, this. I should make notes and then put them away for a month more often. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> so they had seven children. Mm-hmm. Marie, 17. Yeah. Arthur, 16. Yeah. Carrie, not Fisher, 12. Damn it. Maybell. That's a nice name. Seven, Maybell. Maybell, I Maybell or May not Bell. Well, if I named my kid there, Maybelline. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> the, the doorbell rings. Maybe it's Maybelline. Carry on. <laughs> James, who was four. Yeah. Raymond, mm-hmm. not the one everyone loves. Two. He didn't love him, Charlie. No. I'm like a bingo caller, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> What's My favorite. I'm ever- just the heckler at the bingo yeah, that yeah. no one wants. The old lady. Bingo! Yeah. Have you ever seen Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah. My favorite joke is in the final ever episode. Raymond dies on the hospital table for like three seconds mm. and then comes back to life. And they say, don't tell him, don't tell him. And his wife tells him when they're in bed. And he can't believe it. He's saying, like, what if something, you know, damaged me when I was under? And he's jumping up and down, rubbing his stomach and tapping his head. And his parents walk in. And then his brother walks in and sees his parents watching Raymond rubbing his belly and tapping his head. And he goes, you guys will watch Raymond do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. So Charlie took his wife... Wait, oh, did you say the... the... The the youngest one, Mary Lou. Mary Lou, two months. I didn't say that. There you go. Maybe it's Mary Lou. I love how we're just like not going into the game. <laughs> yes. We got through the names of the children. <laughs> so it's Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Charlie took his wife and family. Was that Elvin and the Chipmunks? Christmas, Brilliant. Christmas time. I don't know the rest of it. Time of year, time for joy, and times for tears. Probably Cheer? tears. Based off this story, tears. Charlie took his wife and family to the town to buy new clothes and get a family photo taken. Yes. That's why people think this was premeditated, Mm -hmm. because a working class rural 
Rural. Rural. It's uncommon. Yeah. Have you seen that? Um, Amber Rock again. <laughs> <laughs> on 30 Rock, when one of the characters is in a movie called The Rural Jura. And don't watch 30 Rock. No. The Rural Jura. Rural Jura. People will know that. Yeah, they did, couldn't afford to do stuff like this. No. So clearly they knew what was going on. Can I add as well, um, yes. that portrait freaks me out. That's like a Ed and Lorraine Warren case. It's, it's weird, isn't it? I'll have it printed, A2, and stuck on my wall. Do you want it for Christmas? No, I will literally burn it in my garden. It's horrific. Is your response to not liking something burning it in your garden? Yeah. Poor Frodo. Ah, I love him, really. You do. <laughs> we have the photo, don't we? Mm-hmm. Of the day of the murders, or the day before the it was murders? the day before. And it's really creepy. Because mm-hmm. no one, only one of them survived. Anyway, spoilers. Yeah, spoiler alert. So, it's Christmas, and the family have opened their presents, mm-hmm. I presume. <laughs> well, I made I that so. detail up. But I don't know, would they have had presents? Well, what was the presents in, like, 1920s? Wasn't it, like, fruit and stuff? <laughs> Just... Thanks, Mum, a banana. Well, yeah. in my... Ca- right, true story. Merry Christmas. True story. Yeah. I still get fruit in my stocking. Do you? Yeah, Father what? Christmas gives what me... What kind of fruit? Like raisins or no, pineapples? Pi- oh, I want a pineapple this year. Okay, I'll get you a stocking with a whole pineapple <laughs> just shoved in it. <laughs> so Charlie Lawson shot Princess Leia, sorry, Carrie, and Maybell as they were on their way out to visit their aunt and uncle. Yeah. So I'm guessing that he might have intended on doing it later, but learned that they were leaving, so it pushed his hand. Because I like, I was reading that he was hiding somewhere. Oh, he could have been hiding in the in the tobacco barn. Yeah, I think he was, and then he dragged them in. What's a tobacco barn? Tobacco barn. Isn't it where they make tobacco? <laughs> yeah, this is where we feed our cows. This is where we feed our tobacco. Well, they grow it, don't they? It's a plant. Oh. That's true. Maybe it was a weed farm? Yeah, and Santa had just visited. Yeah. Bought some crack. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was skunk. Yeah, just a skunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pepe Le Pew. Isn't that the name of a... a Pepe, yeah. Pepe. Yeah. Did I mis- make up Le Pew? I don't know. Oh, it could be like Pew. Like Pewy. 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 It matches his smell. <laughs> and then he shot them with a shotgun. Bang, bang. And... Didn't you bludgeon them? Just to make sure that they were dead. Right, my short-term memory is shot, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because of some medication that I'm on. Like, yeah. it's gone completely and it used to be really good. So I don't remember any of this. Um, I've made a note saying, I was in the pub making the notes for this episode and I physically recoiled when I learned that he then bludgeoned them to death after the shotgun wounds to ensure they were dead. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and he left their bodies in the tobacco bar. Mm-hmm. He then went up to the house and shot his wife. Oh, Fanny, sorry. Doesn't this remind you? <laughs> <laughs> There's a sentence. That would be the quote. <laughs> Fanny, sorry. Oh. Um, doesn't this remind you of the Amityville? A bit. It does a bit. It wasn't a cool in um, Conjuring. The Conjuring 2 with um, yeah. Lorraine. Yeah. And didn't she didn't have a real gun, No, it she? was just like, a, but she went past a mirror and it was him yeah. with the shotgun. We, we, it, oh, we covered that already, didn't we? We did, yeah. I wish we'd being able to cover that in more detail because it's, it's a really interesting case, isn't it? It's it's scary. Loads got cut from that Warren episode, you know? Mm. Loads had to go, loads of really interesting stuff. We spoke about um, how to get rid of a ghost. 
what the Warren said, how to get rid of them. Yeah. And a story about a white lady mm-hmm. in a graveyard. Yeah. And they were some of my favourite bits, but mm-hmm. nothing else could go. No. Oh, but um, a little bit as well. If you watch Ed and Lorraine Warren, like, in interviews, mm-hmm. the lady who plays her in The Conjuring mm-hmm. looks a bit like her, but the guy looks nothing like Ed but Warren. Looks, but she's, like, gorgeous, and um, Lorraine Warren was, like, a little... No, I, thought, up old no woman. I think she she looked quite quite like her. Well, she's old now because mm-hmm. time does that. And one of my favourite scenes in Conjuring Two is Wise Men Sing. Oh, with Ed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't fit in the movie at all, but it's no, a really but good there. Yeah, there. yeah. If it wasn't in there, I'd, it'd be not great. Um, his wife was sat on the porch, and she died on the porch. Yeah. Uh, well. Well. Nothing. Just saying, like, for me to die in, like, a nice spot with a view. Where would you prefer to die? Me? Yeah. To bed. And I would like... Hmm. I thought... Well, I... I thought you were going to say something really offensive then. Like what? Like Auschwitz or something. Like, I want to recreate it. <laughs> in the showers. In the showers. Please cut that out. No, no, that's staying in. I want my last words to be something like, you can't shoot me. <laughs> just... You'll have a heart attack. Yeah, so people quote her in the newspapers and like, his last words were, you can't shoot me. I, I f- I'd find that really funny. You'd be dead though. I know, but I like to think that... Your legacy will... Yeah, the main thing I want to do in life is make people laugh. So I'd like the idea of going out on, yeah. to, um... to a bank. <laughs> 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 Oh, no, I've, I've changed my mind. <laughs> so, gunshot rings out, and Marie, the eldest daughter, screamed, and James and Raymond looked for somewhere to hide. Mm-hmm. Charlie killed the eldest daughter, yeah. found the hiding place of the two boys, and then shot them as well. Isn't it quite horrific that, as a father, like he just yeah. looked them in the eye and shot them? Well, I imagine he wasn't very much himself. No. He was just seeing red. Maybe he was. Possessed. Right, we've got to stop blaming ghosts whenever... No, because we're the new Warrens. Oh, that's true. Well, in that case, we need to go like, oh, um, it was demonic possession. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like mm. the Amityville case. This is the Amityville case mm. before Amityville. Everything was demonic possession. Mm-hmm. Do you know what else was? What? Roswell. Right. <laughs> um, oh, right. Before I say this bit, can I just say Merry Christmas? Mm-hmm. Then he bludgeoned the baby Mary Lou to death. Yeah, I, I I, was reading that and I thought, like, I don't know how he could do that. It's horrible, isn't it? Mm. I've had a really fun couple of days. Um, Sorry, I know this is another tangent, but I just remembered. I don't know why a baby being bludgeoned to death reminded me of it. Mm. But one of my favourite TV shows, um, The Ranch, has come back. All ten episodes. Oh, okay. So I've been going through them and drinking a bit too much whiskey. Because it's about, like, ranches and, like... That's what they do on the ranch. Yeah, it is. Every single line is about whiskey, basically. So it's like a tradition. Every time they release ten episodes of it, I'll sit down with and go drink way too much whiskey. Mm. I've got some there, actually, for the rest of the episodes. Anyway, <laughs> back to murdering families. Yes. He then disappeared into the woods and killed himself. Yeah. Arthur. Or are we going to come to Arthur? No, no, we'll go... Um, he was the only survivor because before um, Charlie c- carried out like the killing spree, he mm-hmm. sent him on an errand. Yeah, I wonder what he sent him off to do. I have a theory 
Go on. That if Demonic this was no, 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 no. If this was premeditated, media, mm-hmm. whatever. Premeditated. He wanted a, a son to survive to carry on the bloodline. Yeah, to carry on the family name. Ta da! He died in 1945, and he was survived by his wife and four kids. Well, there you go. So we carried Charlie on the family won. name. The bodies were found with their arms crossed. And are you ready for a weird bit? The rocks. Rocks under the heads. Like pillows. Well, I, I was thinking more like pebbles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pebble for you. Like he completely lost it. Ooh. Oh, he shot them with the pebble. Oh, no, that's how he killed them. A pellet gun. A, 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 a <laughs> pebble gun. When they say he's bludgeoned, he just got really far across the room. and just Like, <laughs> like the, the skin thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dead, dead. <laughs> I'm the best killer ever. Weird brag. <laughs> so do you think it was like a pebble or do you think it was something more like Patrick Star could sleep under? Patrick, could live under? <laughs> Patrick Star could live under. SpongeBob. Oh, Stephen Hill. I know. Died. That's really sad. Like, that was my childhood. Uh, now there were men. Boom, boom. Yeah, um, when he, wa- he walked into the woods and... Like people that came round, like come round the house, heard the gunshot. Arthur and the policeman ran into the woods. Into the woods. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, to see to find him dead. Um, but there was like footprints all mm-hmm. around the tree, which meant he was pacing before he took his own life. Can you imagine that moment? The pain there. Mm. That he he knew there he was a. Past the point of any return. Yeah. And the only way he was going to leave that forest was in a body bag. Mm-hmm. He must have been terrified, must not yeah. he? Walking around with the gun at his own head. Yeah. And he had, oh, there was a letter to his parents there as well. Yeah. Um, I found somewhere that said what the letters said. See, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything. No, I struggled as well, but I found this. Mm. That one of the letters said, troubles can cause. And the other one said, no one to blame but... Like they was unfinished. Demonic possession. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everyone died but Arthur, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Should we talk theories? Yes. Burp, 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 theories. Is that not the The Big tune? Bang Theory theme. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll do. No, no, whole thing. Mm-hmm. No, I can't remember it. No. So I have a head injury theory. Okay. So, um, a few months before this incident, mm-hmm. he had an accident and he hurt his head. Yeah. And his family and friends think that altered his mental state. And he was acting a bit weird before, well, after it. But autopsy on him revealed that there was no abnormalities in oh, okay. the brain. There was nothing to signify, like, he had a brain injury. Yeah. So, that was kind of written off. That's quite cool. Isn't it weird that you can only find that stuff out after people die? Um, so you can only find out certain problems with the brain. Mm. Like, there's this injury that football players get, American football players. They believe that's what OJ's got. When he dies, they'll be able to look and determine whether or not he had this, like, killer streak in mm-hmm. him. And they'll know whether or not he killed Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman. We'll be covering that next season. Mm-hmm. And it's also a theory that the eldest daughter, Marie, was pregnant yes. by her father. Mm-hmm. So, in a book published in 1990, yeah. Stella Lawson, a yeah. cousin of the Lawson children, mm-hmm. claimed that she heard her mother and other family members talking about how Fanny admitted being worried about how close Charles and the 17-year-old Marie were. Yeah. But that's quite a few layers, isn't it? Yeah. She heard her mother 
and other family talking about someone else was talking yeah. about something. So it's a bit like Chinese whispers. Yeah. However, Marie, this was in another book, I can't remember what it was called, told a close friend called Ella May hmm. that she was pregnant with her father's child. Yeah. Um, and Hill Hampton, this was in the book as well, who was a close friend and neighbour mm-hmm. of the Lawson, said he knew that there were some serious problems within the house, but he refused to elaborate what they were. Oh, Serious problems. Demonic possession. I was thinking about Jeremy Kyle. Oh. She also told Ellie May that both her parents knew about it. Yeah. However, right, okay, if she was pregnant, would they do an autopsy and actually reveal whether she was pregnant? Hmm. Maybe nothing called for it because this stuff was only brought up weeks later. Don't they do an autopsy anyway? Would they check if... Like, they're not going to go, we better do an autopsy on this woman's uterus, because I, I don't know if no, that, but don't, that I thought they don't, head they injury killed her. they do an autopsy anyway, just to see if... Would they have done, like, like I'm a pregnancy sure they test? Do. No, but they, I'm sure they would do an autopsy on all the bodies. There was Because so, a... they did an autopsy on Charles, Charlie. Yeah, but that was the test, whether he had a brain injury, wasn't it? Yeah, but they should do autopsies on all bodies. But it was clear the reason that she died, <laughs> she had, her head was blown off. <laughs> Yeah, but there could have been another underlying thing that she had. Yeah, but if I was a mortician, I'd go, yeah, I probably don't have to do this one. Head is missing. No, um, I'd still do an autopsy. And she's covered in shotgun powder. I'd still do an autopsy. Okay, but that's why you're the doctor and I'm Yes, not. exactly. See, I wish we were working cases together, you know, like in actual like police No, force. we'd get into so much trouble. But that'd be br- You could be like the Dana Scully, so you could solve crimes and also be on the medical side. Mm-hmm. Nah, I could be the Mulder, trying to distract you. <laughs> ja- Jackson, you can leave this body, it's fine, the head is missing. <laughs> no, it has to have an autopsy. <laughs> but food. <laughs> yeah, we probably wouldn't get much work done, would we? No. It'd be fun, though. We wouldn't get anything done. Imagine if we both had guns. like. No, it'd get taken off us straight away. Mark, I heard that you pulled a gun on in the middle of a restaurant. and It felt cool. <laughs> Whenever I was in like a tense situation, I'd definitely have my hand on that gun just looking like serious. Like at a funeral, like. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see um, Stormbreaker? No. The Alex Ryder film. His uncle is secretly like an MI5 spy. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know him. He thought that he worked at a bank. And then at the funeral, there's loads of guys like pressing the ear and stretching and revealing guns. Yeah. And I just always thought that'd be cool if you could just casually reveal your gun to someone. Yeah, about that. No, you know what you would do? You know that, that scene in Bean, you know, when he's in the, the airport and he's like, got like the fake gun in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you. <laughs> It'd be fun, though. Yeah, no. Okay. Right, when we move to America and become the official Warrens, can we own guns? Probably. Doesn't everyone in America own guns anyway? Yeah, but we'll have to get... Uh, um. A license. A concealment license. Yeah, true. And would they give That'd that to two British people? Yes. We're the only people in America that could probably be trusted with guns. <laughs> okay. We do have a lot of American listeners. Sorry. Cut that out, please. No, no. <laughs> I'm sure I only do this podcast to get you in trouble around the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, doing some rounding up. Mm-hmm. Seven? Seven. Well, you round it up to ten. Never mind. Oh. Seven! They were buried in the new clothes that they had just bought for the family photo. That's horrific. At least they were new and nice. And they weren't covered in blood. 
Yeah. And Breen. Yeah. Okay. Well, they were. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and I've showed you the photo of the grave, haven't I? They're all buried together. Yeah, buried with the killer. Do you think he's, like, over there and they're all, like, yeah. far away from him? Well, you've seen it. It's just a close family grave, yeah. isn't it? I think that's really... Imagine being buried with the person that killed you. Mm-hmm. That's weird. But then again, they couldn't exactly afford... Who paid for it? I guess it must have been family, must, wasn't it? It must have been Arthur as well. Oh, that's good. Cause, well, that means he made the decision to bury them all together. Eee. Maybe he was. Maybe he was in it, in on it. He with was the in father. the grave. Maybe he was in on it with the father. Could have been, but he's buried there now. It's placed on top. I imagine so. Did he? Is that how they do it? Do they just <laughs> coffin, coffin, coffin? I'm coffin. sure they do. They can't be- like take it... the coffin out and then bury another big hole and then put the. Yeah, but like, what this... if? Do you remember when we did? The Halloween special, and we was finding loads of graves with loads of people buried there. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you remember that? But there one? were a mass grave, wasn't there? Yeah. Well, do you remember that grave where um, there was space left oh, for more yeah. family members, mm-hmm. that, and the gen- the family well, must have just a lot died of the time, out. It's um, it, they're not buried there. It's still more of just like a memorial thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's not really related. But if like six members of a family mm-hmm. die over time and want to be buried in the same grave. How do they dig beneath the coffin that's already in there? That's a question for science. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or just get smaller coffins. Yeah. Like layer them. Like, <laughs> like onions or ogres. Ogres are like gravestones. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts? I don't... I, obviously, I don't think it was the head injury. You think it was demonic possession? No. Okay. Although a lot of things point to demonic possession, I think he just may have just lost it a bit. Being a bit nuts. Mm. Too many kids. Chestnuts roasting. Charlie Nutter roasting. <laughs> um, no, I, I think he's just a bit of a nutter, really. Okay. I have a question. Mm-hmm. How did they know that Marie screamed? That's true. The story the, says yeah. that she, she screamed, screamed when she heard her mum. Mm. They all They're died. just guessing that. Unless someone heard it and they were thinking. Nothing. I guess so. How did they know who they killed first? Maybe that was just like forensic stuff. In 1929? A future forensic team. You know when you told me to get, um, get in a time machine before and talk you how to do in your masters? Yeah. Um, before I did that... You went to 1929. I went to 1929. <laughs> I did some forensic work. No. Sorry, you weren't invited. Why? Right, if you go... Right, um, can you take me back to Jack the Ripper? I don't know what I'll do, because I can't change history. But I'll well, watch. Well, you... <laughs> You'll watch. I'll watch him as he... Get it, Jack. <laughs> you know, we'll discuss that in a second, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the Lawson case. Yep. Verdict, Charlie, demonic Nuts. possession? Yes. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, if, like... The ghost of Christmas past came to you and said, I can take you back to one murder or one case and you can be there on the night to see what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, where would you go? I'd go to Jack the Ripper. Right, but we already know what happened. We just don't know who he is. Wouldn't you like to know who he is? But you have to take it with you to your grave. Well, but Emma, you'd go back and you'd go, oh, it's that guy with a moustache. Who is he? <laughs> <laughs> you still wouldn't know. Yeah, but you'd have like a profile of him. And like you'd look, be able to look at the suspects that they have already. Do you think they even came close to getting the right I suspect? I do think they came close, yeah. I think they were way off. I don't think if it was just some guy in the night and they couldn't convict anyone. But think about like 
what that had on police that like changed the way the, the police yeah. yeah i know but all you'd be able to do is go back there and then go come back to the future and draw a sketch well there you go i'll have a sketch but i'd be the one doing the sketch no mark that's a stick figure <laughs> You'd go to a professional. I'd be, I am a professional. No, you're not. A stick figure. <laughs> right, okay. Tell me what Jack the Ripper looked like, Emma. I'll show you how professional I am. Go I on. don't know, I haven't seen him. Just pretend you've seen Jack the Ripper. Go on. I think he'd be wearing like pretty nice like nice clothes. Clean shaven. Okay. With a walking stick. Must be a sketch of his Late face. Late 20s, early 30s. Clean. That's all I've got. Okay. Did you say Chinese? Looks like the Emperor from um, <laughs> Mulan. We've <laughs> 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 <Sorry. laughs> solved Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I need to teach you. I'll have to lock this. <laughs> I think I solved it. It was a Chinese man. You got an egg in your bathroom bed? An egg? Are those sort of an eggshell? No. Do I have an eggshell in my bin? <laughs> Why would I have an eggshell in my bin? <laughs> It might be like some Gwyneth Paltrow thing. Gwyneth. <laughs> you know how she's. She does that um, goop thing, doesn't she? Ah! Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's loads of weird alternative medicines. So I wouldn't be surprised if she said, like, crack an egg into your face. <laughs> Have you seen those when she's interviewed about it? No. She doesn't know anything about it. She just laughs and says, I don't know. And then charges 10 grand for some healing stones. I don't like it. A bit weird, isn't she? Yeah. Guess what she said today? Oh, you know personally what she said today? Yes. It was released in, like, a magazine thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, to be fair, I did make that sound like I was on the yeah. phone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gwyneth. <laughs> like, you're in sliding doors. So she went to a yoga studio, and the 22-year-old receptionist said to her, have you done yoga before? And she went, girl. I don't think she said girl. <laughs> She said, um, you have this job because I have done yoga before. Like, she invented yoga. I don't like her. No, she's a bit of a weirdo. That's my baby cousin's new catchphrase. I think you're a bit of a weirdo. Guess That's a good catchphrase. Guess who's daughter, man? At you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I started calling you a weirdo because it's just it became a catchphrase. It's mm-hmm. like, you're right, weirdo. Yeah, my dad calls me all right smell. <laughs> That's it. That's how I know he's in a good mood. Right. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> Hello. So, we've got the case of Patty Vaughan. Vaughan? I think it's Vaughan. Okay, so it's the same day as John Bonet went missing. Christmas. Do you think it's related? Maybe. Different states. This was in Texas. Christmas 1996. We were both alive. We were. Um, This was our inspiration. (laughs) When were you born? I don't know why I stuttered then. I don't know what's up with that. April. April 1996. Yes. I, f- I forgot you were born then. I forgot you were born. <laughs> Thanks. Emma who? <laughs> so, Patty Vaughan, mm-hmm. 32 years old, lived in Texas. Yeah. Good old Charlie Larson. <laughs> oh, no. Vehicle. Vehicle. She let, That's a call back to the first episode, isn't it? Where we say, <laughs> I remember a quote from the first episode where we say, um, yeah, the descriptions he just gave was one was a skinny w- older woman and the other one was just a butch lesbian. <laughs> I love that quote. And they were like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> she left her house for the final time. So a witness saw her drive off mm-hmm. and her van was found 15 miles away on Boxing Day. 
So there was a flat tire. Yeah. And tests later proved that it was intentionally deflated. Yeah. And there were traces of blood in the van. And a red workman's jumpsuit, which we'll come back to. Mm-hmm. It was said that she got into a fight with her estranged husband, yeah. J- um, JR. Yeah. Not from Dallas. <laughs> Jerry Ray. <laughs> Jerry Ray. And that was the last sight of her. Mm-hmm. They'd been separated for two months by this point. Yeah. And had three kids together. Nine, eight, and six. Terrible names. Mm-hmm. But a good way of remembering them. Numbering your kids, no? Numbering your kids. Like thing one, thing two. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, yeah. Um, she was seeing another bloke, which he didn't like. No. So JR, not from Dallas, filed for divorce. JR, not from Dallas. That's his, Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> he filed for divorce the day after she disappeared. Bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Funny joke. Funny joke. Traces of blood were found in Patty's bedroom. Yeah. And on the map. On the map. On house. the map. <laughs> on the map. <laughs> on the map. <laughs> hey, um, Texas is pretty a red state. Someone must have been cleaning their place. Yeah. And the carpet had been shampooed. I didn't know you shampoo carpets. Do you just use, like, hair? Like, dandruff fresh? Just... <laughs> need to get all the dandruff out of this carpet. Yeah, you do. Well, DNA tests proved that all the bloodstains belonged to Patty. And I've put a note here saying suspicious, question mark. Yes. Very suspicious. <laughs> a little bit. So, two months later, Patty's mother burst into JR's home. Attacked him with a baseball bat. They used that, like, against him, but that proves nothing. Just said the mother had a bad temper and yeah. that he was a number one suspect. Well, if... Right, if anything happened to me, I think my mum would, like, batter them. Yeah. <laughs> She'd batter everyone. <laughs> I saw something on Reddit the other day. It was, Do you know Chrissy Teigen? No. I'm not sure what she is. Um, what? She <laughs> yeah, human? I know she's a celebrity of some sort. And she says that everywhere she goes, she carries a note saying Robert did it in case she's murdered because she doesn't want her husband to remarry. (laughs) (laughs) It's not genius. That's genius. So there's no proof that JR did it. But it is, like, highly suspicious. Yeah. He took custody of the children. Yeah. Yeah. At the time that Patty went missing, JR was working construction on a school in the nearby town. And... There's also a witness who claims he was digging a pit. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, the the evidence is not looking great for him. But I thought maybe that's where, um, why the workman's jumpsuit was in the van. Maybe he was, like, disguised as a construction worker or something. Oh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. They suspect that Patty's body was encased in the concrete foundation of the school and that multiple people were involved in the disposal of a body. You know, Bobby Ewing, Victoria Principal. But sorry, it says not JR from Dallas, never mind. <laughs> and I like this bit. They sent sniffer dogs, but they couldn't detect her because the school was next door to a cemetery. cemetery yeah. Which is that a weird place for a school. And yeah, I sent you that. Yeah. It was like the middle of the day, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm sure I was in work and I started laughing. <laughs> I just, I love the idea of all the dogs running about completely. And they're like, oh wait, yeah. Yeah, I think a body or two is buried here. (laughs) Years later, DNA testing was done on the objects found in Patty's van. Mm -hmm. And the DNA was female, but not Patty's. Ooh. 
That's scary. In the words of Avril Lavigne, why is it go go make things so complicated? <laughs> That's what all them sang. All the police. <laughs> so, should we talk theories? Yes. An obvious one. The husband did it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's probably true. All right, fine. Demonic possession. Yeah. Happy now. Ha- Amityville again. <laughs> Would you like to hear the evidence that the husband did it? Yeah. So he felt. For divorce, didn't he? Mm-hmm. The day after she vanished. Yeah. He would have known where, like, the stuff was in the house, like, to shampoo the carpet and everything. Yeah. Would have known where to get the mop. hmm I mean, someone could find, else could find that, but still. Yeah. Witness statements claiming that he was, like, digging that pit and stuff. hmm And the fact that she was dating a former boyfriend who he didn't like. Uh, the only thing now we need, you know, on those like forensic things, forensic episodes where they say like they fi- they taken out like an insurance claim, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then it's like well, case solved, yeah. May- motive. So it's presumed that he argued with her about this boyfriend, this mm-hmm. idiot that, that she was seeing, and then he hit her with something in anger. Yeah, she dies. So he cleans her up, drives a van away, pops a tire to make it look like she had a flat. Yeah. To blame it on some trucker who stopped to help. And then he got some friends to meet him there and buried the body in the construction site he was working on. Yeah. That's their presumed theory. And on Reddit, there was a user named Invasion from Cat. And they live in the town where this all happened. And it said that the husband apparently had a short fuse Mm -hmm. because it's a small town where everyone knows each other. Yeah. So it's weird little details like that, isn't it? That we can't, we won't find in any like newspapers or anything. Yeah. Like first-hand experience. Mm-hmm. When do you have something? So um, I'm on Reddit right now. Oh, are you? Yeah. Um, and it's saying the sketchy parts of the story. So Jr. had already informed his landlord he'd be moving out in December 1996. Mm-hmm. He moved back into the marital home on Christmas Day. Filed for divorce 26th of December 1996. And obviously the the van was found um, 26th, 15 miles from her home. Five miles from her employer, apparently. Mm-hmm. And then it's just saying about the CSI. JR agreed to take a polygraph, but never showed up. The boyfriend took one and passed. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't like polygraph. No, we, we have polygraph evidence in the other case as well. Mm-hmm. But, um... The most, apparently, did you, I don't know whether you said this, in 2012, the DNA test showed the additional blood in the van belonged to a female, but not related to Kathy. It's weird, that. Well, it could have just been a friend of his. It could have done. So you don't think the boyfriend did it? No. He had no reason to. But we don't know, do we? And the husband had plenty of motive. Yeah. This is where we need the, and including this, the insurance claim. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the end of that case. Yeah. So let's go down and get some food. Mm-hmm. Um, do some admin. Yeah, I want to make a cup of tea. We'll check the emails in there. And I think someone's at the door. Diva. Diva, do. She can't open the door. Hello. Hello. Merry Christmas. Look how excited she is. Stretching. Christmas, Christmas. Right. Emma's got an email. Yeah. A very important email. From Sergeant Monica, <coughs> excuse me, Lynn Brown. 
who is actually a real person. Is she really? Let's see. <laughs> she looks like Olivia Munn's ugly sister. Is that okay to say? No. Google Olivia Munn. <laughs> no. Who became the first woman during the war in Afghanistan and only the second woman since World War Two to receive the Silver Star. How did she become the first woman in the war of Afghanistan? <laughs> I don't know. Is this written by the spammer as well? Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, so I got uh, an email saying like that they've come across $25 million yeah. and it's in a briefcase. <laughs> and I think they want me to go and get it yeah. somewhere in Afghanistan Afghanistan or... We haven't finished reading this. Yeah. Um, Emma read quite a bit of it mm-hmm. and then we realised we should have definitely been recording this. It just came through, didn't it, when you were checking your email then? So, the last paragraph is, Furthermore, if my offer is no appeal to you, delete this message and forget I ever contacted you. Do not destroy my career simply because you are not in support of my proposal. (laughs) I believe that's such (laughs) That means don't grasp only to Olivia Munn's sister. (laughs) I believe that such opportunities only come once way once in a lifetime. I cannot let this chance pass me by. For once I find myself in total control of my destiny. This chance won't pass me by. I ask that you do not destroy my chance. If you will not work with me, let me know and let me move on with my life. But do not destroy me. If you give, <laughs> if you give me positive signals, I will give you the relevant details and, the, and initiate this process towards a conclusion. I send you this mail not without a measure of fear as to what the consequences, but I know within me that nothing ventured is nothing gained. And that success and riches never come easy or on a platter of gold. Do not portray my confidence. <laughs> if you wish to proceed with this, please get back to me. Regards, Sergeant Monica Lynn Brown. Right. You're aware that we need to reply, don't you? I know. <laughs> so, okay. so what's the proposal? What does she want you to do? She didn't say. She wants you to pick up a, a briefcase. Well, she didn't say 25. she wants me. How do you fit $25 million in a briefcase? You don't. That's bull. Unless it's just like... IOUs from like yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because this email's come from someone called Celine Jubin, and it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not written in English. No, it's <laughs> like, not. Do you want to pick out a few prize sentences from the earlier bit that they've Let's missed? I personally made a a special research on some internet address books and I came across your information. (laughs) Nowhere online have I written any research. Apart from all the websites I've written there, (laughs) And Um, all the toilet walls. (laughs) Email Emma. Email Emma (laughs) for special military proposals. (laughs) Um, There is absolutely going to be a great doubt and distrust in your heart in respect to this mail, coupled with the fact that so many miscreants and mischief makers who have taken possession of the internet to to facilitate their nefarious deeds, thereby making it extremely difficult to believe that any quest for assistance through the internet is real or genuine, making it difficult for persons who need help to get attention, recognition and assistance. I wonder how many high-ranking members of the military are virtually illiterate. (laughs) That's one sentence. (laughs) That is one sentence. But that, it pretty much encompasses the entire email. Yeah. Um, speaking of high member, oh dear, high ranking members of like governments and stuff being idiots. Did you see that gift with Trump today? No. Him, Trudeau, Canada's Candid. leader, and some other leader. I think it was Argentina or something. It was. Oh, did he shake his hand and then he walked straight well, past him? He did that yesterday. Yeah. 
So today, the three of them are sat next to each other, and they've all got, like, a contract that they're all signing. So there's three lines. So you write it, you sign one line, mm-hmm. pass it to the next, and then pass it on. So yeah. all three countries get a copy. Trump signed all three lines. <laughs> <laughs> Just in a big sharpie. Yeah. But yeah, so if the president of America can do that, who's to say that Olivia Munn's ugly sister can't write like that? But I tried to forward this to you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's undeliverable. Yeah, because it's I don't have the security clearance. I don't. I'm it, not FBI. Your agent, Emma. I have not yet. Your agent, Mark. No. No, 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 no. Here's another sentence. So jot down today's date somewhere, because today is a day you will have to live to remember for the rest of your life. Shalom. Apart from the shalom bit, it sounds like a line from a Hugh Grant movie. Yeah. Like, so write down today's date, because today's date will be one you remember the rest of your life. It's awful. Is it raining? I didn't notice. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Um, are we going to reply? I feel like you're the literate one. I'm the illiterate one. You're the literate. Pass me the the device. See, what Emma's just done there is she's made a huge mistake. She's just given me full access to her email. No, I... (laughs) <laughs> no, because your Christmas present's there. Well, I won't look. It reminds me of another scenario. <laughs> <laughs> right, I just clicked back and it stopped working, so it doesn't look like I can reply to Monica anyway. What? I still have. Right, I've blocked that. It should let me reply, so we should. Oh, she's got. It's an... a weird document. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so, okay, it's given me two options. I can either schedule a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, schedule a meeting. But that'll just do it on my iPad, so it'll remind me <laughs> you have a you have a <laughs> meeting. I won't say your email in case someone does a stupid thing of replying to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what you're about to do. <laughs> but, of course, a high-ranking member of the military has an msn.com email. <laughs> yeah. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to tell me, you know what, I'm going to CC me into this email. <laughs> also, your, your boss <laughs> it accidentally came up with your work. <laughs> now I have to bleep that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway. Bleep that. Also, I'm not going to bleep. You know what I'll do? Yeah. I'll bleep you saying your workplace <laughs> with that noise. <laughs> So people wouldn't have got that joke until <laughs> just said it then. What, what, wait, what? What's whose name? Uh, it doesn't matter. Dear Olivia Mons. Ugly <laughs> <laughs> sister. <laughs> Sergeant. Sergeant. Oh, yeah. Dear Sergeant Olivia Mons. Ugly <laughs> <laughs> sister. Ugly <laughs> sister. <laughs> We're going to get shot by the military. It would be brilliant if this was the one real one. <laughs> I received your email and I am very intrigued. Do you think we should write back with the same professionalism as they did? Yes. I retrieved your message. <laughs> We're going to get shot. From the digital post box. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, you know, when in that episode of Friends, when Joey writes the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they thought it was from a child. Well, what I'm hoping is they think this is a scammer reply to that. Oh, we'll make it. We'll make it. <laughs> so, dear Sergeant Olivia Munn's ugly sister. I retrieved your message from the digital post box, and I am very interested. Interested. And my interest is very... Peaked. (laughs) My interest is peaked. I also have a briefcase in the Middle East. Brackets. Is that where Afghanistan (laughs) is? We're going to be shot. And I will be willing to pick up yours if you pick up mine. I'll show you yours if you... (laughs) I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Yeah. Please. 
<laughs> Deal this is. Go a bit Yoda on it. Yoda. And then I'll put... Mm. <laughs> Funny joke. Mm. <laughs> Lots of love. <laughs> Brackets military style. <laughs> and then I'll just write your name. And you're good with that, right? Yeah. Fine. Send email. Send... Yeah, I'd check your send box. I actually did send it, and I am CC'd in my email. <laughs> oh, I just sent my email to a spammer. <laughs> I forgot about that. Is CC'd the one where they don't see it? Or yeah, that... yeah, no, they Oh, okay. Yeah, but they're military, they can find that out, can't they? Um, yeah, so before we sign this segment off, just check that email, see if you have any problems with it. I'm going to check on my laptop. Yeah, we had to transfer to my iPad, didn't we? Because your laptop would have... <laughs> it says undeliverable to you. So it won't Agent, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't even we reply, can't to, reply the to the military. Well, they've clearly saw a flaw in the system. No one's going to accept a very real offer if it's undeliverable. I'm upset if that doesn't. <laughs> Did you like the sign off? Yeah. <laughs> That'll do. That'll do, Donkey. <laughs> so, case three, the final one final case ever. Right, you make that sound like we're stopping the show. No, I meant in, we're in the world. In the world. Melissa Brannan. Yes. She was a five-year-old girl mm-hmm. who vanished from a Christmas party on December 3rd, 1989 in Virginia. The daughter of Michael and Tammy Brannan. Yeah. And there was a tendon at Christmas party in their apartment complex. Yep. <laughs> I don't... Where did they get this daughter from? I you, don't know. You... you I don't know. I didn't used to stutter all the time, did I? Maybe it's me. <gasps> you know, like how, like in the King's Speech, he got that stutter because of his nanny. You're not my nanny. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know you look after me a bit, but you're not my nanny. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe I scare you. <laughs> you do a bit. And the little girl went back into the party after they left to get some potato chips. Potato chips. Or crisps, as the normal people refer to them as. See, okay, I'm not the only one offending Americans. See, but I can edit that to make it seem like you just said it. I'll, I'll do a voice mixer thing. No, don't. don't. We could both be in trouble with the Americans. Okay, say that you like Americans. I like Americans. Brilliant, and you've just said don't, don't, so I'll now edit it to say <laughs> I don't, don't like Americans. Wait, that's double negative, that's that du- means you do. Yeah, like that them. means... We'll figure that out. I don't like Americans. And then she went missing. Mm-hmm. She never returned. There was only 10 guests at the Christmas party. Easy investigation. Yes. And yet a search party of over three, 300 people. 3,000 people. I'm telling you, I've got a stutter. <laughs> it's an illness. It's a sickness. I say that to you. It is a sickness. When I'm misbehaving, I say that I to you, don't that. you? Yeah. Emma, it's an illness. I can't help it. So the prime suspect was a man called Caleb Hughes. Uh-huh. 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 He was a groundskeeper. Like Willie. Yeah. I don't think I'm well, you know. Well, we know that. What was that noise? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty much well. <laughs> Sound of the mind. Not... No. I... <laughs> no! Let's just solve the case! <laughs> well, he did become the prime sus- suspect um, through uh, witness accounts. Apparently, multiple women said that he made cruel... Cr- cruel? Cruel <laughs> sexual remarks. <laughs> cruel sexual remarks throughout what, the What's evening. a cruel sexual remark? I'll bite you, and then I'll bite the skin off you. Oh. <laughs> I very, don't know, I'm not very, very good. Very dark turn. I'm not very good at 
Merry Christmas. <laughs> right. Christmas. And then, oh, and others reported um, he gave the children unusual levels of attention. Yeah, especially Melissa. Yeah. And is that bad that he paid some children attention? Yeah. That's like Fred all oh, over but again. But Christmas. But, okay, well, okay, that's true, but... They didn't say what kind of attention. The police went to his home mm-hmm. after hearing that he was given unusual cruel sexual remarks to children or something. Yeah. And his wife was fully cooperative. The clothes that he was wearing at the Christmas party that night... This is interesting. ...was in the washing machine. With his shoes. Yeah. With parts of the sole cut off. Which they presume was to get rid of blood evidence. Mm-hmm. Do you know what else was in the washing machine? His belt and a sheath for a large knife. Yeah, this man's innocent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, don't you ever... Right, Emma, have you ever got back... Yes, I put my knife sheath in the washing <laughs> machine. Well, just when you get home from work one day and you're really tired, you put your clothes, your shoes, your belt, your knife sheath... Your, your and my kn- gun and your... holder. <laughs> and my gun. How cool would that be to get from home from work at the end of the day and like take your gun out of the holster and like put that... it on the table? That was the only reason why I wanted to do this Masters, <laughs> to have a gun. And that's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think... Nor if you admit it on the podcast that the only reason you're doing this is to get a gun. <laughs> Well, that's probably why most people get a gun. Hughes washed everything when he got home. Mm-hmm. And police collected them all, all as evidence. But presumably he'd washed all the evidence away. Mm-hmm. They also took his car. Now, he failed a polygraph when asked about his role in the disappearance. But of course, polygraphs don't work. No, because that's why they use them on the Jeremy Kyle show. Yeah. And if you're really nervous, it can give you... False readings. Yeah. yeah. And say this guy's very guilty of everything. He'd... Like, how nervous would you be going on a polygraph test? Like, I'd be shitting myself. So, obviously, if I'd someone... try and trick it. No, you can't. I'd try to. His wife said that he had come home several that... hours later. And that there was extra mileage on this car. Mm-hmm. Now, he said that he went on a trip to pick up some beer and took the long way home. What long way home? <laughs> The problem is that in Virginia, you can't sell alcohol after midnight. Yeah. So it was a lie, I guess. So when Melissa went missing, she was wearing a Big Bird's dress, and I've put in brackets Sesame Street, (laughs) from J.C. Penny. Yeah. So now I'm imagining her dressed as Big Big Bird. Big Bird. Oh, this investigation just got weird. Did you ever watch Sesame Street? I did, before I went to nursery. Do you remember when Mr. Hooper died? No. So Mr. Hooper was the old man who ran the show. Uh, and um, it's all coming fucking back. <laughs> well, he died in real life, and rather than just ignore it, they had Big Bird come on screen and be like, "I've drawn a, a picture of all the adults. Here you are, Stanley. Here you are, Mildred. And here's Mister Coop- here's Mister Hooper. Where is he?" And then the all, all the parents just go dead silent and go, "Mister Hooper's dead." It's really weird. How don't you just ignore? It? But then again, it shows like. Yeah, it's Things helping children last. with death. Right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> We're very dark this episode, aren't we? Mm-hmm. They went and bought the same dress, the mm-hmm. Big Bird dress, and then tested it against fibres found on the passenger seat of the guy's car. Yeah. It was a match. Now, you won't like this. Oh, the rabbit coat. Yeah, she was wearing a, a rabbit fur coat. Mm-hmm. And there was hers from that in the car as well. Don't say the child deserved to die, Jackson. No, I wouldn't say that, because the parents bought it. <laughs> they deserved to die. They deserved to die. And turned into a fur coat. Yeah. A Tammy fur coat. Wait, is her name Tammy? Yeah. Oh, I don't trust the Tammy. Why? Bird person. Ooh. 
Hello, bird person. <laughs> so, they're pretty much certain that he killed her. Yeah. But here's the bad news. In Virginia, you can convict without a body, so long as you can identify the murder site, and they couldn't. That's bad, that. Yeah, that's not great. But it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so they could only charge him with kidnapping, with intent to defile, and that's like sexual assault. Oh, yeah. And the only way they could do that is thanks to the fibres in the car. Mm-hmm. Because there was no other reason why he would remove a coat. Unless he really liked it and wanted to wear it himself. <laughs> I've always wanted a pet. <laughs> just stroked it just... like Dr. Evil. <laughs> I'd like it if that was his defence. Yeah, I thought it was alive. He was sentenced in March 1991. 50 years. Yeah, and he's set to be released in August of 2019. So that's a show of 50 years. I... Right, okay. This is a big one for me. In America, usually life means life. Mm-hmm. So why is he being sentenced to 50 years and then, oh, no, actually, he can be released in, like, 2019? Probably good behaviour. No, he killed a kid, like, a little girl. Technically, he just kidnapped and No, because that's stupid Virginia her. law. Yeah, oh, two men with no connection to the Brannon, Brennan, Brannan cases. Yeah. Like... Attempted extortion via a $75,000 mm-hmm. ransom. Ma- is it McRae and Greer? Yeah. So two men in the 20s. Mm-hmm. So the mother received a call in the early hours of one, a Wednesday morning. Yeah. And the man claimed to have Melissa mm-hmm. and that he'd return her for $75,000. They tapped the phone and when they called back and arranged to pick up, they sent an FBI agent as the mother. Mm-hmm. So they, they gave them a, a briefcase to the a courier. The US attorney determined that they had nothing to do with the disappearance at all and they were just using the opportunity. But it, it was huge news, this story. Like, she was playing in, like, every Christmas story, every store in Christmas, every mm-hmm. television. So it, it's a cruel thing to do to the mother, isn't it? Yeah. So the courier picked up the package from the FBI agent. Mm-hmm. And they followed him to a dorm at Howard University, where they would later trace the call to one of the dorm rooms. Yeah. And that's when they found the blokes. Mm-hmm. The girl's grandfather, General Pig, Pike, Pig, Piggy, General Piggy, <laughs> Piggy. He had doubts from the start about it, saying like, "Why would they wait ten weeks to place a ransom call mm-hmm. when it was revealed that there wasn't anything there?" The men were sentenced to seven years and the other one to three years. Yeah, meddling in the case. What's scary is that for years later, the mother would get scary phone calls from children claiming to be Melissa. That's horrific. I, I'm not a mum, so I can't really understand it, but that would be horrendous for any mum. I've got here as well that um, in 1995, a search of a lake was made after a power company worker found some red cloth, mm-hmm. but nobody was found. Nobody was found. Nobody was found. No evidence of a body. And she kept the same number because Melissa knows it off by heart, which is heartbreaking, isn't it? Like, even though she's getting all these horrible calls, she has to keep this number. And she also kept her old name after she remarried Mm -hmm. so that she could find her in, like, a phone book or something or track her down. It's very sad. And it's sad that there's no end to it. Would you say she's dead? Yeah. He drove her out somewhere? He drove her out somewhere. I I will never get, like, oh, no, there was no evidence of a body or nobody was found. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. 
There must have been a way of finding out if they knew that, if the wife knew that there was more mileage. I was thinking that. I was thinking maybe they could, like, triangulate it. Yeah, like, this this is the area. And then they could get at least get him done for murder. Mm -hmm. But it's weird that just by keeping back that information, he saved himself lifetime in prison. Yeah. But to be fair, he has been there since 1991. Yeah, but he's getting out next year. I think he'll die. Like, the mum will batter him. The mum will batter him. Or Patty Vaughan's mother will yeah. go and get him with a baseball, <laughs> baseball bat. bat. Right, that's the end of case three. I think that was the most depressing case. It was. It's Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's the end of the Christmas special. It got a bit depressing. I think we need to get the spirits back up yes, a bit. So we can leave everyone in a happy mood. Yes, please. We've had people asking about this Christmas special. There you go. And I posted a video to the Instagram yesterday. Mm-hmm when I was desperately trying to finish off these notes. And I didn't before I ended up going to your dad's birthday. Yeah. So I had to finish them off this morning. And I was watching The Ranch. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool video, I like it. Yeah. Mamas don't let your babies hope to be cowboys. I want to be a cowboy. I want to be a cowboy. I think they're so cool. I mean, I wouldn't because I'm a, a girl. But I could be some. be a cowgirl. You could be Jessie. <gasps> I, I want to own, like, a ranch, like a farm. Mm-hmm. And, like, grow my own like veg like your mum does yeah and have animals cows and i'd obviously name the cows bessie bessie yeah. i told you about that that the farmer laughed at me for asking what his cow's name was yeah. why, why wouldn't I, you name him because you get attached don't you yeah was yeah. it a slaughter farm i don't think so i presume that you only use them for milk or a lot of people... Yeah, but the thing is, like, even they, though you use them for milk and they die, like, farmers don't name them because they get attached. So when they die, they're, like, sad. Call them all Bessie, then. <laughs> Bessie. Bessie. Bessie 1. Oh, Bessie 9. You would have loved Bessie 3. <laughs> it's been fun doing this again. Mm-hmm. I've missed it. Yeah. This is going to be released as Season 2, Episode 0. Okay. Because I think we finished off the last season with that live show. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't want to name it episode one. No, because it's not episode one, it's the no. special. Yeah, we're going to be coming back mm-hmm. soon, aren't we? Yes. When do you think we should come back? Should we come back like late January? Late January. Start recording again? Yeah. Because we'll have to get over the Christmas blues, <laughs> which yeah. will be fun. Mm-hmm. And then we have to come up with some ideas. We've already got some ideas. We have. We've got a bunch of cases that we want to work on. Mm-hmm. And solve. Yeah, well, I think we're going to solve the O.J. Simpson one. Yeah. But we won't talk about too much about that. No. I want to talk about Al Capone's safe next season. You know when they opened up that? Well, we'll talk about it now. They opened up the safe <laughs> the and safe. it was empty. <laughs> End of story. Bye-bye. But I thought it, that case is quite interesting. Yeah. Are you looking forward to Christmas? Yes, I am. Yeah. I am, yeah. Not long away. It's scary. I've got your present. So have I. Yeah, you've got your present. I've got my present. <laughs> I haven't wrapped it yet. Neither have I. Um, it arrived at the same time as my sister's present mm-hmm. the other day. And ever since, it's just been sat. Well, it's on the bed and I have to move it. Like, every time I want to go <laughs> to like sleep. I'm like, I'm like, I should do that as a job and I just move it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'll do it tomorrow. I just need to sleep. I have so much stuff to wrap. I've been buying for about three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, just like little bits and bobs for people. like, And I haven't done any wrapping. 
I haven't done any. I will probably be rushing it all Christmas Eve. Guaranteed. 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 So yeah, I hope that everyone has a happy Christmas. Yeah, have a really good Christmas. Good New Year as well. Yeah, tell us your favourite. Get in touch, either Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. We'll yeah. we'll go through them in a minute. Mm-hmm. And tell us the most horrific thing that's ever happened here on Christmas. I bet you there's someone with a dark story. Yeah, and then we'll be like, we'll have to cover this. <laughs> Well, if it's something really depressing, no. like your dad murdered your entire family and left you alive. Don't, like, seek help if you need it. Well, stay away from cars. Stay away from cars. Oh, God, yeah. Or at least make sure you have four children and a wife first. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Instagram is really fun. I'm really it good at Instagram. It is fun. The Instagram's the best one. I don't know how I managed to do it. No. Is it? But every one of our posts brings in new followers and between 50 and 80 likes. Yeah. It's quite good. It's just like spooky stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Or true crime stuff. Or funny stuff. Funny true crime stuff. Yeah. But it's it's really good fun. Mm-hmm. And it's updated pretty much every day. Yeah. And um, whenever I remember it exists. Mm-hmm. And I mainly go on there just to send you stupid yeah. stuff, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that good there? I've got the ability to send you images now. Yeah. It's, yeah. You you suddenly got a, a lot less time on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Great. What's this Mark sent me? Well, <laughs> probably more worried than anything. Yeah. What's he going to say now? <laughs> That's just Spooks and Crooks. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter, at Spooks and Crooks. Yeah, Facebook, Spooks and Crooks. There's a site which I need to go through and update. Yeah, that needs updating. Um, I have a confession. I've not really been updating the Facebook. No, I know. But as I say, there is no... Well, there is I, an excuse. I have no excuse. Yeah, but I need to you'll update them. As soon as... Their website's been updated. I will update Facebook. Hang on, you can't use my laziness I as an excuse. I don't know what to post on Facebook. Okay, so we'll we'll put some thoughts into it. Yeah. The website is Spooks and Crooks Podcast. Dot WordPress. Dot com. And I promise to get back to it. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, but yeah, um, have a good one this year and season two next year. Yeah. So stay tuned. Stay spooky. Stay tuned. Tuna fish. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>